Hello and welcome to the TK Podcast. I'm your host Alex. We are also joined by my co-host Jeremy Sutton. Now we are a few episodes into the pod series and we think it's time for us to explain exactly what TK is and luckily I've got some great people to help me do that. On this podcast we are joined by James Chadwick who works for Microsoft as an ISV ecosystem lead and we also have Hazel Sagar, the Chief Financial Officer at Boxy. So, as I said before, this podcast will be focused more on the whys and the who's and the hows of TCAT. So, wherever you are, grab a pen and a notebook and enjoy the TCAT podcast. So, hi guys, welcome to another insert of the TCAT podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alex, and I'm joined by... Jeremy from Microsoft, your other host. And yeah, we have got two amazing guests with us today. Uh, we've got James and Hazel, who are going to be explaining to us exactly who TK are, t- what we do, and, and, and why we're around. So James, Hazel, do you want to do introductions on who you are to the public? James, we'll start with you. Yeah, thank you very much for, for, uh, for having me today. My name is James Chadwick, and I am the ISV lead for Microsoft UK. I've been with Microsoft for 15, 16 years, and I've led various different organizations uh, within Microsoft and, of course, prior to Microsoft across the the IT industry. But I'm really excited about today's conversation. Thanks, James. And Hazel? Hi, I'm Hazel Sagar. I am CFO at Boxy. So I joined Boxy nine months ago, so relatively new to the tech industry. Um, one of the reasons why I was keen to get involved in TCARES is coming from a finance background, I wanted to highlight the importance of in having discussions about racial um, equality throughout a business and throughout the industry, not just confining those kind of discussions to the people team. Brilliant. Thank you. And uh, Alex, TCARE, this is our chance to really talk about why we exist. Um, but let's start with TCARE and actually what we're called, because TCARE is an abbreviation, right? Yeah, definitely. So TCARE stands for Technology Community for Racial Equality. Um, and in fact, it's a name that wasn't our original name. Um, we had one before that in, in our first sort of test and dev environment that we wasn't too sure about. And then we landed upon the name that we have today. Um, and then we were able to actually launch TCARE at Microsoft Ignite in 2021. And, and since then, we've been working with senior leaders to positively impact the representation and career development of individuals who make up the underrepresented backgrounds within the technology sector. So it's, it's a, we're really happy that we're focusing on this specific area. Um, and we've got different people within um, the UK IT industry who are working with us. I, that's why we have James and Hazel on the call. Um, I know I've covered a little bit about how TK came from, but I actually joined quite late on into the TK journey. James, do you think you could give more of an insight to where the idea came from and who were the first people to, to think of putting it together? Yeah, um, I'd love to. If I, if I think back, if I rewind back to, to the summer of 2020, and if I think about kind of May-June time, the world was engulfed with the impact of the horrendous George Floyd uh, murder. Um, and, you know, the world was trying to come to terms with what's our accountability and how do we move forward? And, and, and I personally um, found, it, found it difficult and I still 
remember the images really clearly. Um, and, I, and I remember thinking, but I'm not a person of color. I imagine, you know, my experience of this is very different to the experience of, of other people that are going through this and, and, and in many ways lesser. Um, and I felt really uncomfortable about talking about it. Uh, and, and I actually felt um, pretty ill-equipped to talk about it as well from a learning perspective. Um, so we had a guy called Akala, and for those of you who don't know Akala, Akala is an amazing social historian who came and spoke to Microsoft uh, about his book Natives, which I really encourage you to read. Um, and that's, that, that was part of my journey from a learning perspective. And, and actually, I saw him speak about you know the whole racial inequality piece, which which I obviously knew existed, but you know you kind of and there was another quote at the time that really worked for me, which was the quote around you know it's not enough to be not racist, you have to be anti-racist, and I've always um, held myself as being not racist, and I've always um, tried to be an ally uh, um, within Microsoft. We have a pretty good ally program that. A lot of us really try, and are we the finished item? No, in terms of getting there, but are we trying and are we learning? Yes. So I, I felt that whilst I, you know, felt myself as being not racist, I need to be or take a more positive stance. There was another thing that happened at the same time, and that's our our BAME leadership or our Embrace ERG actually held a mirror up to the leadership team. At the time, I was doing, um, I was sitting on the board of the UK. Microsoft business uh, in an interim uh, basis. And they kind of said to us, do you think you did a great job messaging, uh, you know, the outcome or, or messaging the support that we offer as an organization? And actually, it made us all look at ourselves. And there was varying degrees as leaders of how people had dealt with and how people had supported and how people had messaged Microsoft's position. And it was mixed, right? Let, let's be completely honest about it. Um, and I really thought, as, as the guy who was at the time leading the partner organization, the Microsoft partner organization employees, uh, it, not employees, um, contains about 1% of all registered companies in the UK, which is a pretty big deal. Right? There are over 500,000 employees, and that is a huge deal. Uh, and I, I thought, do we have the opportunity to leverage our network uh, and our ecosystem to have this discussion? Um, and Juneteenth was coming up, right? Um, and I thought... Um, I, so sorry, James. For those people who might not know, what's Juneteenth? So Juneteenth is an American holiday, actually. Uh, and it's an American day off. It's a, like a bank holiday in the UK where um, it's dedicated to um, learning and to, to, to remembering the racial and societal injustices that have happened throughout uh, American society. Right. And as an American company, we didn't give everyone at Microsoft the day off, but we created a learning day in the UK and said, go away and learn. And we, we did some stuff around some recommended reading and some, some podcasts, and we gave everyone the chance to, to lead up and, and build their knowledge. By the way, we followed up on that pretty regularly as well with learning days and opportunities and support. So that's been good in terms of helping to, to level up people from a knowledge perspective. Um, but I looked at it and I thought, what can I do that would would have an impact? I'm going to do the learning. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to read. I'd, I'd half read Natives before uh, Akala had, had started. So I finished that off. But I, I thought, and this was on the Wednesday, and I think it was on the Friday. I might be wrong, but I, I um, 
I decided I was going to phone 10 CEOs that are MDs that I know in the business and, and ask them if they wanted to join a call. Now, sometimes I'm not that popular and people don't respond to me that quickly. Um, and actually, I think if it was any other topic at any other time, I wouldn't have got all 10 on a call on a Friday. But because of the George Floyd, the amplification of the problem that happened around George Floyd, um, every single person responded to me and made a call in 48 hours. And these are busy folk, right? Um, but they all prioritised time to spend time on a call because the majority of the people on the call were like me, right? They, you know, were, were white, for one. Um, they felt uncomfortable in managing their organisations at the moment. And they saw it as a point in time to learn and engage with other leaders and have the discussion. So we jumped on the call and, and, and it was all of the founder members, the, the original founder members were on the call. So, so uh, Alex Software One was there, Zach was there from Software One. And, you know, I think with Emma D'Souza, and, and, and apologies for not name checking everybody uh, that was there. Um, but there was, a, there was people from all, you know, the founder members there. And I opened and said, I feel uncomfortable. I don't know what to say. I am scared of saying the wrong thing. Right, and then, um, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying, saying but, but Graham Watt of um, of Softcat then said, James, I, I feel the same. I, I want to support my employees, every employee, but I just, I, I, you know, when I write an email, I have to check it twenty times. I have to, I need to make sure every word is perfect and it isn't offensive in any way. And I, I'm worried when I speak to people that I say the wrong thing. And then we went around the room and everybody shared um, their concerns and their, their fears around, um, you know, having these conversations, which in itself was a great thing, right? Because, you know, at the start of it, my intention was not to start T-Care. It was to have a dialogue with some really important leaders that so we could jointly think about how we address it. And during the meeting, I kind of saw the, the collective accountability growing as we spoke. And, and at that point, I thought, well, why rather than this just being a one-off, let's see if we can empower some people from in the organizations and we can reach out to the organizations and see who would like to join us and actually take ownership of this from, a, from an accountability and, and I'm actually doing something and not just talking about it perspective. Um, yeah. And what happened there was we then went out and there were the, the you know, I think there was the founding people and then there was the, the next, but, you know, the initiatives of this world came on and, and added amazing energy for, for the topic and actually amazing execution while the executives were talking about the, the challenge. It was that let's get down and do something. And, and so we followed up pretty quickly around getting um, another set of stakeholders involved um, and Simi uh, from Microsoft, who's um, on maternity leave at the moment, um, she was a you know she was an agent of execution and change. She was incredible, um, and she's a, a, an amazing young woman. I just wish I was as good and talented as she is at her stage of her career if I was then. But she was just a force of nature and in, in, in inspiring and pulling people together. And then we followed up a couple of weeks later with the exec team again and said, "Let's do something about it." Let's create a community. Let's let's not just do things like a Cala just for Microsoft. Let's try and do some events together. 
And let's think about what are the steps we can take as organizations, as a, a small collective, to hold ourselves accountable, but then to grow um, mm. into the, 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 the tea care uh, organization that, that eventually it became. So, and I mean, it's fascinating to hear about what was from a, you know, a horribly compelling event, essentially, which has made everybody really stop and think, consider where they're at, and, and allies, as you say, like yourself, James, you know, are we doing enough? Are we doing enough not for ourselves, but for our companies we work with and the industry we're working? And it's, you know, and it's clearly the answer was no, given the reaction you had from those initial 10 CEOs. And I mean, one of the things that, you know, Alex and I and the rest of the T-Care team um, talk about quite often is in those early days, you know, we, we all felt something that a need to act and to do more. Um, and it's taken us from the events that you're talking about in from that first call, let's say June 2020, to really think about what we what we want to stand for, what we want to deliver, um, and also what, what we want to achieve. And it'd be great. I mean, we know what we want to achieve now. We could talk about, you know, the, the engagements uh, that we want to have, 50,000 of them for our, uh, the rest of this year. And we could talk about the other uh, members that we'd like to add and also, you know, really increasing the uh, career opportunity and job opportunities for, for people of colour within our sector. But that's off with two years of all the groundwork that's been done. You know, we've had real time to think and, and consider about what that might look like. I guess, what were your, your thoughts in those early days, James, around did you have a plan as such? Or was it kind of we've got to do something or did you have something in mind of what you really wanted to achieve? And, of course, the, the other CEOs. Yeah, listen, I, I don't want to, you know, I, the thing I take credit for is setting up the meeting and having the discussion. I think there's many people that have done amazing work in, in push, pushing this forward. For me, it was about, you know, I go back to that statement of it's not enough to be not racist. Um, and that for me is a proactivity statement, right? We need to be proactive as individuals and as organizations. And, you know, so, you know, self-ID is a, is, a, is, a, is a topic that we kind of struggled with a little bit in the UK. Well, we did up until up until then, until T-Care and getting it up and running um, from a UK perspective. We didn't have so we had self-ID on gender. But we didn't have it on race, right? We've done. Sorry, James, and I'm, uh, you know, self ID for, for some of those small, you know, smaller companies and individuals listening. What what do, what do you mean by that? That's where people can opt in and talk about um, their backgrounds, their gender, their you know, and, and and they can share that information because one of the challenges you have as an organisation is is you just don't know, right? Um, and and you need to have a way of collecting the information so you can represent your workforce effectively so um you know for some time we you know uh, we we've you know obviously gender is natural you can do that quite easily but you know from a a race perspective we weren't capturing that information from an employee perspective um Mm -hmm. and it was a gap right because we couldn't measure progress um easily um so we've now at microsoft done a load of work a lot of education around the importance. It's, it's an opt-in thing as well. We have to respect people's choice as to whether yeah. or not they want to opt in. But actually, the benefits of opting in are that we we create a more equitable, fair environment for all employees. So you find the majority yeah. of our employees are are, are opting into self ID. Hopefully, that probably gives you gives you no, it does, and, it, and it's something that we, you know, we've spoken about before. Because, as you say, self ID, other than uh, for gender, there is no legal requirement in the UK to have to, you know, say what your race might be. And an often used phrase for us is, if you can't, you know, you can't track it, you can't measure it. 
Um, and in fact, I know that Softcat have done a wonderful job with their self-ID and the vast majority of their employees have self-selected in to, uh, to state where they're at, which really helps them with that monitoring, measuring and then taking action. Um, I mean, Hazel, from your perspective, just changing track slightly. So James spoken about the very early days of a phone call. And actually, it's great to see what a phone call can do, right? The fact that we're having this conversation says a lot in itself. Boxy have come in right at the other end. You, know, you haven't been part of those early conversations. You, you didn't you, you didn't have that early emotional tie to build something from the ground up. But clearly, the fact that you are the newest member of TCARE means that, you know, you saw the value in what we're doing. You know, it'd be great to hear from your perspective um, why and how you got involved. And I guess for us, how you heard of, of TCARE, you know, where you come across it. A lot of what James said really resonated in terms of uh, the, the journey that Boxy's gone on. So I joined nine months ago. Um, and Boxy was already started on its sustainability journey. Um, so when Phil purchased SBL, as it was two and a half years ago, one of the key things for him was to make a, create a sustainable business. Um, but he also wanted to have some kind of measure to measure the success against how we were tracking. Um, and that's why we chose to go down the B Corp journey. So when I joined, um, I also took on the sustainability in addition to our finance responsibilities. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the B Corp accreditation, but there's Not actually at all, quite, Hazel. A, you can give us quite a section. Um, so B Corp essentially is divided into about into several sections. One focuses on, on workers, the environment, um, our communities, um, and as part of that, there's a big DNI section. And previously, with Boxy being very much um, a local business set in York, um, predominantly it'd been very much a, a, a white business, just because recruiting in that area, that was the catchment area that we'd recruited in. The result of the pandemic has actually had a really positive impact um, on our business in terms of it's opened up the catchment area in terms of who we can recruit from. So moving to a remote working business, then actually adopting working from home principles. So every boxer now has the ability to work wherever they want within the UK. There aren't any constraints on that. It meant automatically we were then exposed to a far greater, more diverse um, work potential workforce. And it started at the same time, we started looking at um, our DNI strategy, but also looking at how do we make sure there aren't you know, barriers to, to our recruitment process, because we're so used to just recruiting in a certain way in a, in a local area. You know, and we kind of went through this journey in terms of, from a diversity perspective, we had like, in terms of our people team, we had quite a lot of experience in terms of people working on diversity studies, introducing training, um, but in terms of from a racial equality side of things, we didn't really have as much experience in that area. And ever since joining Boxy, a lot of people have talked to me about women in tech. So it started me thinking, actually, is there an organisation out there which is the equivalent of women in tech, but for racial equality? And started doing some searches. And that's how we came across T-Care. Um, perfect timing for us in terms of we were... We started to do things, but also we're thinking, how do we actually start to make um, make impact quicker? So key for us is we're really, really proud about making it an inclusive workplace for everyone to work in. We know that we can, you know, we know what we control. We know the, the basics in terms of things we can introduce. 
but we're only measuring that against our internal knowledge. And this is an area where we're not experienced in and we really do need extra support and help in. So actually being able to tap into that wider network of people who, to be quite honest, are a lot further ahead on their racial equality journey than we are is invaluable to us. You know, the first conversations that I had were with Graham and Anushka at, at, at Softcat and instantly even just having conversations saying, we're trying to do this or we've looked at this. How did this work? You know, things that work well, things that doesn't work well. And, you know, just opening that conversation to, to one, it's okay to talk about stuff. It's great to, great to share, but also let's learn from each other. You know, let's, let's see what people have done that has worked well. What are we doing that think, actually, this has worked well for us. Have you considered it? Brilliant. And it's, um, first of all, thank you, because our marketing colleagues will be really pleased that you come stumbled across us when doing a search. So we're obviously doing something right. Um, but equally, Hazel, you make some brilliant points there about actually what, what we can learn from each other. And I think going back to some of James's earlier points around fear, we often can feel really scared talking about anything to do with this topic because it's, you know, it, it's something that we haven't done traditionally as a as individuals and as organisations before. Um, and I think to put it into context, um, Microsoft being an organisation that globally has hundreds of thousands of employees and thousands in the UK, how many employees does Boxy have in the UK? So we have 205. So a completely different, different scale. And, and so does that... And I think that's really important because we aren't here just for the, the Microsofts of the UK tech sector. We do want to make sure that we're supporting a lot of those uh, smaller SMB organisations. As James said, collectively, there are 500,000 employees in our IT resellers and we want to support all of those. And from your perspective, how does it feel working through and alongside you know, companies like Microsoft and Softcat and, and Software One on topics like this who bigger in scale potentially but still same ambitions like like boxing when it comes to race i think to be honest i think that the, the good thing about tcare is um we're all part of it for the same reasons so i don't think um size or profitability you know ebits are kind of come into it i think the key is in terms of we're all there trying to make things better and more inclusive and i think that's what is one of the the, the really positive things about TCARE is we're all talking on an even playing field, trying to work out how do we go forward to create the best inclusive environments across the industry. Not, I'm not here for Boxy, you know, James isn't here for, for Microsoft. We're here for the industry to see how can we all work together to, to actually make that and build that systemic change. So, you know, you should hopefully have a similar experience in terms of inclusivity working for Boxy as you would for Softcat or Computer Centre. And that, I think, is the beauty of TK, is bringing competitors together, but uniting us in a common goal that we want to do better and we know we can do better. And we know as a collective, that's how we move things forward quicker um, and make things better. So I wanted to take a step back to how you found TK, because I think it'd be good for our listeners to hear about some of the reservations that you may have had about TK before joining. Um, because I, I know that you've definitely gone through that searching journey and you would have found us and looked on our website and gone, maybe this could be like a tick box exercise or something like that. So did, did you have any other reservations about TK before you joined? And how did we sort of answer those reservations? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think think we were lucky in terms of um, um, Phil um, has good connections with, with Softcat. So I was able to get an introduction to um, Graham through that meet with Anushka. So actually we were able to have that have that direct conversation about actually what does it mean and, and go through more detail from a practical perspective in terms of being part of T-Care. Okay, it's great, you know, on a website with our name against it, so showing that we are supporting it. But in terms of practicalities, what does it mean? How does it? How do you function? How are we actually um, part of doing something? How do, how do we drive the change? How how do we get together and share things? So actually getting that insight before then we had the next meeting um, with Julie um, and the Microsoft team was really helpful for us because we kind of already knew. The journey that you guys had been on already and I know we are kind of jumping on right at the end of all your good work but but we are reaping the benefits of if that pro of that work that has taken place over the last couple of years yeah and I would say actually you by no means are jumping on you are joining us at the start of which you know we are on a journey that hopefully we stand the test of time you know and organizationally you mentioned, you know, giving you the tools, the insights, the ability to learn from each other, large and small, because you're right, our end goal is all of the same. Um, and that is about improving racial equality in the tech sector. And we are so incredibly excited to have Boxy on board. So, you know, thank you for wanting to be part of this with us. Um, I, I guess what Alex and I have been thinking is, you know, we talk about this from an organisational perspective in terms of how you do better and how you improve your representation. But ultimately... There are going to be people in your organisations that work there today, that work there in the future, um, that you're going to want to support. And actually, what? let's forget the uh, the practicalities for a moment. But when it comes to the hearts and minds piece, when, you know, if we're thinking a year, two years out, and we're all part of this programme, we've made some progress, what do, you, what do you want this to mean for your employees of colour? How do you want them to feel about what you're able to offer because of some of the tools that you might have learned uh, and, and shared uh, with the likes of T-Care and our other members. And James, if I go to you first. Yeah, I think it's a, that's a really big question, right? Um, but, but if I try and um, get to some specifics, I, I think, um, so you talked about representation, right? Um, what, what, you know, the irony here is we're facing a huge skills gap, right? Um, uh, and there's a huge opportunity for us um, to look into different communities to invest in different communities to to drive and close that skills gap and and, and help and, and help uh, the market. I personally am very involved in social mobility here at Microsoft, and I certainly lead the social mobility board. And I think the intersectionality of social mobility um, and race is a, is a real challenge we're trying to trying to address. And when I say address, I don't think we're going to solve any of these problems short term. I think what we're going to do is we're going to make improvements. And I think we have to hold ourselves accountable for growth in, growth in representation, right? We have to hold ourselves accountable there. We also have to make, um, you know, uh, communities feel valued. And when there are incidents, and there are going to be incidents, unfortunately, as much as it, it breaks my heart to say that it could be a, a Sarah Everard incident, um, which was horrific in itself. It could be. We need to make sure that our employees know that as employers, we're responsibly thinking about how we support them and, and that, that this might sound glib, we have their backs uh, and that we want to make sure they know that we're on a journey because none of us can claim to have solved this and be, be living in a utopian 
society where, where everything is fair. We need to make sure that our employees feel safe and they feel that we're making progress. And I would say, if we can do those things, um, then I, I think people will will feel comfortable working for for organisations, uh, whatever uh, that organisation dream is. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think the key is, I mean, obviously we're very open about the journey we're on, and we, you know, we're we're really keen to. It's a two-way thing. We're very keen to make sure that we are engaging with everybody and making sure that everybody's voice is heard as well. So, um, but I think as well, the more that we can be seen to be working together as an industry, I think that gives people more and more confidence that actually it's not something that's going to be put on a list as, a, as an action point and forgotten. It's something that, you know, we're all bought into. It's more of a movement than, than an action. It's something that we're, we're here to be on for, for a long time and yeah sometimes you know as James talked about it's not a difficult problems aren't solved overnight but as long as we keep communicating demonstrating you know our commitment showing what we're trying to achieve taking feedback evolving because we're not going to get everything right as well you know I think that gives people confidence that actually we're moving in the right way as an industry not just as individual businesses. So I want to, um, I want us to envision this time next year, we're sort of all maybe in the same room, or maybe we've got one of our TK TK catch ups that's happening, um, and we're talking about all of the great things that we've done um, within that year. So my question to both of you is that if you had one goal for TK to achieve by next year, what would that be? Um, and let's, let's start with you, James, because I feel like you've got that idea just sitting right at the front of your head. <laughs> you really put me on this. Right? I was going to say, Hazel, up to you. No. Um, you know what? I, I, I think it's about accountability for me, right? And actually, I think it's about having clear goals and measuring those goals and just sitting back and saying, we've hit our goals or, or we've, we've driven whatever that level of accountability is and progress. Because as I said, we're not going to solve uh, this in the short term. But I think it's about, um, and again, this might be a tech answer, right? Because we, we want to measure everything that moves, right, in tech. And, and that's, uh, but you know what? I want people to feel like this group, um, Tika, these organizations, this isn't about Microsoft, by the way. This is about the community um, are making progress. So the one thing I think I would like to see in a year's time as I would like to see progress against the most important measures. And that's, that's representation and education for me. Um, if we can, we can drive impact there, then I think that, that that's progress. Yeah. And, and just, just before you go, Hazel, um, I just wanted to ask a question to you, James, um, from, uh, from the public's perspective. They may be listening to this podcast as maybe their fourth or fifth, or then this might even be their first one, and they've seen that there's a lot of Microsoft coverage within these podcasts. Um, how how would you explain to them that this isn't a Microsoft driven initiative and that it is equal across all of the different parts of TK? So I from day one, I was very clear that uh, it you know it couldn't have Microsoft in the title, and it was equal stale stale. Um, equal um, 
stakeholders. Sorry, and and uh, and, and no stakeholder is more important. Actually, you know, Boxy is as important at the table as Microsoft, and that's you know, five hundred thousand employees versus two hundred and fourteen or whatever it is. And I think that equality of membership is really critical here. Now, do I think the bigger organisations? Can help where they may have more developed allyship programs or they may have more developed resources. Of course they can. But as in terms of everyone who joins this community joins as an equal member. And I think at its heart, that's absolutely critical. At Microsoft, we've got the partner pledge, and I've, I've purposely not mentioned the partner pledge, which which has uh, a big DNI section. And we're doing that independently with all of our partners to make sure that we have a joint plan around diversity and inclusion. This is separate to that. This is about a group of independent organizations and equal stakeholders coming together to drive change and impact in the market. And I truly believe it can only work that way and it hasn't to be it can't be led by one organization. Yeah, and just just to echo that, me coming from software one, you really do feel that sort of flat sort of level between all of the organizations and there's nothing competitive about it when we're having these conversations. Yes, software one is competing with a soft cap for business, but when we're focusing on something so specific and something that's so important and everyone is so passionate about it, it sort of just blurs all of that away. So um, yeah, me as a member of TK, I'm really happy with the level of communication um, that we have within the group. So I've bought you a bit of time, Hazel, um, for your for your one goal. <laughs> In comparison to sticking it on James, what what would be your one goal um, that you would aim for by this time next year? So I think as a new member, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to being part of TCARES is actually having that external reference point to be able to benchmark ourselves in terms of where business has good values, we were always trying to, you know, improve things, but equally, we're limited by what we know. So for me to actually have TCARES there setting, you know, almost setting a standard in terms of where we want to go to pushing, pushing our boundaries. Um, so we've got something to, again, like James, I, I like a measure, to, to benchmark ourselves against. I think that's invaluable for us. Just, you know, we, we want to do better. We want to want to keep improving. But actually where 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 should we be and yeah. i think that is really really going to be invaluable for us over the next year is that kind of external benchmarking exercise and i, and I think that's, that's a really important point hazel and yeah, we've spoken a lot about partnership here um, and what it means in terms of t care as a group and how we go to market but part of it for us is also working with the other external bodies who are also very action orientated when it comes to race and that also means using some of their benchmarking some of their research so for instance there's a load of great resources at the race at work charter which we've signed up to um have for instance and we want to be using all of the great resources they've already pulled together so that we can use that as it's back to almost both of your points around kind of holding ourselves accountable or what should the benchmarks be how we show them we're making progress and how we're making sure they're making progress against some of those really key stats which have already been highlighted as not where we would like them to be um, and i think that's especially important for um for all organizations no matter what stage of the journey they're at and i think you did mention something earlier hazel about um essentially not getting it quite right not knowing how to do it and i think that's a really important point here around the fear element that James spoke about. Um, none of us are perfect. None of us have the answers. And there's probably no one right way of, of talking and improving racial equality in any organisation, whether you have 205 
employees or you have many thousands of employees so you know what we really want to make sure is that when we're talking to boxy hazel we're talking to you about where you're at in your stage of your journey when we as microsoft james are looking at how we improve we're doing it from where we are at our stage in our journey so we're continuing to inch forward every day to improve racial equality in the tech industry so alex do we feel like we're we're there thereabouts do you want to get any kind of last parting thoughts um so my my question would be let's i'm i'm thinking about the individual right so the, the i was gonna say john wick guitar i watched that film recently um <laughs> the john the john wick who's working at microsoft um and has maybe been there for a period of time and they're they're trying to go on this journey what and how does t-care help support an individual rather than the business sort of going this question goes to both of you so whoever wants to take it i think for me how how i find t-care helps helps the individual is by helping the business so by sharing sharing information between ourselves by learning together and you know starting to to engage with more people we become more informed we become better leaders we become more aware of situations that we can prevent happening or become aware of situations that we didn't even know were there just because um we have we're not at that stage of the journey so i think fatigue cares very much about learning educating sharing business leaders which then in turn we take back into our businesses hopefully then make it better for the individual but also the individual feeds back we take back to t cares it helps other industries so i think it's very much a circular kind of kind of process Mm. but it all starts with talking i think it, it does. And actually, um, you know, on the guise of not being perfect, um, you know, we had one of those learning experiences this week. And I'll just give you a quick example. But um, there's a guy who works in my team who's based in Brazil um, and they've got a public holiday this week. Uh, and in fact, I'm sure many of you would have heard of um, kind of the festivals that they have in, in Rio and they kind of go on for a week long. And I'll be honest, until we spoke about it last week, I hadn't realised or thought that it was anything other than a celebration. But it's actually a celebration that starts um, prior to Ash Wednesday. Um, and that's why they have a public holiday. So they, they're off in Brazil from actually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. And it was a really nice opportunity whilst he was off to talk to the rest of the team that actually th- this guy's on, on, on holiday. These are the reasons why. And it gives us that insight to talk about things, which before we may not have thought to be inquisitive about. Um, so, it, and I think when our leaders are doing that and setting that example, you're right, I think that's when it permeates down and it just means that we are, we're including everybody in a way without even them asking to be included. And I think that's what sometimes can make a bit of a difference. Sorry, James, same, same question to you. Yeah, I'm, 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 again, um, Alex has made me think about John Wick, the movie. But I'm not trying to go the movie. Um, listen, we'll talk about Joanne Wick, maybe, because I'll get my head off the movie a little bit. But, you know, one of the challenges all of our employees have is that we're asking them to do a job um, and they've got a day job, right? Um, and, and the reality is there's so many resources available um, and there's so many challenges we're facing as a society, right? Um, and it's it's really about how do we curate, right? How do we curate and orchestrate resources and support for individuals that, that helps them learn and grow as individuals? Um, you know, if you just go to YouTube and, and search for racial equality, you will be overwhelmed with 
with speakers and resources. And I think a big part of us as leaders and, you know, the T-Care as a, as a group, you know, how do we create and orchestrate resources and learning paths that can take people on a journey? And, and again, I think, um, yeah, I think you mentioned, Jeremy, that, that people are all at different stages of their journey. Um, and I think we have to provide the resources and for people at different stages of their journey to embark on their journey, because some people have just started and some people are much further down. So that for me is is how we can help uh, Joanne Wick is, is education and, and learning and curating that educating and learning. And, and you know, I, I personally um, just read a I can't remember the book, but I'll say it. Um, David Harewood, the actor, I really recommend if any of you have a look for that. I've just finished his um, his autobiography, and that is a really about um, his journey as a black man um, with mental health challenges. Uh, and, and actually, if you look at the really opened my eyes up to the challenges around mental health in the black community in the UK, and that this is really concerning, and it was something. So I think it's it's how do we make a learning path and learning resources available to people so they can become educated and they can understand the challenges. Yeah, and just and just to add to that, it seems like what we're trying to do is build a community, a large community who have the ability to speak to each other and also have those resources available so that if they want to go out and learn and if they're part of TK, we're hoping that that's the mentality that they have, they can go and do so. And that will hopefully spread out to those who maybe aren't as engaged, right? They They might not be the type of person who wants to learn spend some time outside of their nine to five and learn a little bit more about the history of the Windrush Foundation, for example, and how that's affected jobs in in all the way up until our sector. Um they might not want to do that, but eventually over time as the community grows and there's more people included, that information starts to trickle down to those types of people. And that's where the change really does start to happen. Well at least from my my perspective, that's how I see the change. Um really happening um but unfortunately for today it's been great conversation but i think that's that's all we've got time for at the moment um it's it's been great to have both yourself james and hazel um today and your insights have been great and i hope our listeners have been able to take notes and also have a good understanding on who tk are but um yeah it's it's First of all, thank you to you guys. Really, really do appreciate you you, you being on here. And and, and Gel, as, as always, you've been amazing, um, re- really helping get that information out to our listeners as well. So, um, yeah, please follow us on all of the socials. So we're, we're on LinkedIn. You can go and follow us on LinkedIn under the name T-Care. Um, we're, we're, we've also got our personal socials as well if you if you want to reach out to us as well that'll be part of the descriptions within within this pod um, and until next time we will hear from you soon so take care and I don't have to say stay safe anymore if you're in the UK I guess COVID's, COVID's a little bit more of a, of a past sport isn't it <laughs> so yeah take care guys and thank you for your time thanks everyone thank you very much cheers guys thank you Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to hearing your thoughts. So please continue the dialogue on socials. To stay updated on when we release the next episode, follow us on LinkedIn and on Twitter at TC4RE. And don't forget to check our website at www.tcare.org for more information and content on today's topics.